welcome to the Talking with Tata podcast. I'm your host, Andy Schneider, also known as Tata. I'm very excited to have on today's podcast guest, Jamie Kolnick, who is the founder of Jam with Jamie. Jam with Jamie is a nationwide music program really formatted using age-appropriate methods to develop your child's relationship with music. For ages birth to, let's say, eight years old, they do birthday parties, special events, music classes. And one thing that I'm really excited for you all to listen to is Jamie talks about, of course, her history with Broadway, but she talks about the importance of music and what it does for your child's development. And, you know, you think you're just listening to a song and having fun with your child, but there's so much more. And there's so much more to her classes. And really just how music improves brain function. We talk about how she has these web series that she's creating and just managing to do it all with three children. She started this business many years ago and her most important tip that she gives the moms is to delegate. So I'm excited for you all to listen and let us know your thoughts. It is a conversation. It is a language. Yeah. Music is a way of for babies to elderly to communicate. Today's Tata's tip of the week is music. And you will learn a lot in my podcast with the founder of Jam with Jamie, Jamie Kolnick. But we really talk about just how music helps develop your brain. It helps develop brain function the day your child is born. It doesn't need to be that loud. It doesn't need to be, you know, Katy Perry, but you can put on something in the background. And what people don't realize is music does so much more than just calming, having a calming effect. It improves social skills. Music enhances just communication and creativity using hand puppets, instruments. It really allows your child, whether they're two days old or two months old or two years old, it allows them to be creative and imaginative. If they get up and dance, play music in your home. And there's so much research that shows that music actually not only develops brain function, but also helps improve physical development. What does that mean? The research shows that the more music you listen to throughout your life, it actually improves your strengths and ability to function in academic subjects, math, science. So these are all different strengths that music has for you. So today's tip is really just to listen to music. Start at a young age, find something your child enjoys, put it on. It regulates their emotions. Let us know how it goes. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie. Jam with Jamie is a musical entertainment company that specializes in customized birthday parties, special events, music classes that everybody goes to, and really just entertainment for ages like birth to, let's say, eight years old. Created by Jamie Kolnick, Jam with Jamie is a nationwide music program formatted using age-appropriate methods to develop your child's relationship with music. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I have done a lot of just studying on you, and you wanted to be a Broadway actress. You have this whole background in music, theater. Tell us everything. When I was born, I came out singing. No, I'm just, um, it <laughs> all started when my late mother told me I came out singing. I didn't cry. I went la 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 la, and that. I came into the world. Love that. <laughs> And welcome, and we're and happy about it. And I've been singing <laughs> and trying to dance. I'm a mover, not a dancer. Okay. Probably why I didn't really make it on Broadway is because I'm not. So you needed to be like the trifecta of singing, yeah. acting, dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're like the character actor. And then, the, and I really leaned into that. Okay. And then you don't have to like dance, dance. Yeah. 
But um, I definitely tried. I definitely tried the Broadway route. I went to school for theater. Okay. Um, I went to UT Austin. Oh. I did music. Longhorns fan. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Um, growing up, I was uh, at Actors Playhouse a lot doing shows there. Wow. I did something called Musical Miracles my whole life. Music. I Music, theater, annoying my brothers by singing down the hallways while one of them was pretending to be Ace Ventura. We're a very theatrical family. I love that. Um, my mom was like, what is wrong with him? Until she realized that he was pretending to be Ace Ventura. <laughs> she thought there was, yeah, He's like, something something's going on. really wrong with Mike, <laughs> like my brother who lives in the group. I hope he doesn't listen to this I podcast. hope he does. Um, he would be like, do not go in there. Um, and she'd be like, I don't know what's happening. I always wanted to be on Broadway. Okay. I remember going to New York, watching the shows, and just dreaming of being on stage. And so when I graduated from UT with mm -hmm. a BA in theater and dance. It was called a BA in theater and dance, but I really don't dance. It was just a nice thing yeah. to have on my diploma, but yep. it didn't. <laughs> didn't do anything. It didn't mean anything. Yeah. And so I went to New York. Um, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, came with me. He's in finance. He was, you know, going on his track. I was on mine. I had every odd job under the sun mm -hmm. because my mom said that I needed to get jobs. Yep. <laughs> to pay Struggling for actress. Yep. <laughs> She's like, okay, this credit card is for emergencies. <laughs> Please start making your own money. Yep. I'm like, okay. So I worked at a restaurant. I was babysitting. And then I started doing music classes. Um, one of them was at a place called City Babes mm -hmm. down in Soho, which isn't there anymore. But it was like this incredible members-only club where they had everything from classes for kids to a playground to a cafe to a gym to a nail salon. We need that. Wow. Yeah. It was great. Let's and I taught it. a lot of their classes. Uh-huh. And then I spun off and started Jam with Jamie from there. Okay. So did you always want to work with children or were you just so happy to work in theater and singing? And Growing up, I always was around kids in theater. Like I did children's mm -hmm. theater even as a kid myself. Wow. So after my shows, I would be able to go out and greet the kids like at 12 years old, 13, 14, you know, yeah. I would – be able to go out after and like talk to them and like see their faces lit up after the show and like how this experience, this live theatrical mm -hmm. experience affected them. Right. And that experience stayed with me forever. Like just that after show experience and even during and just knowing the impact that live theater, live music had on kids, even as a kid myself, it yeah. meant a lot to me and it stuck wow. with me. And then, you know, I had always, I, I babysat, I assisted at Bet Shirah as um, the assistant music teacher there over the wow. summers. I don't you know were if you in know Bet Shirah. Yes, I did. I was her sidekick and watched her doing all of her music classes. And I got really into Jewish music. And so when I started Jam with Jamie, I was hired as subs on the Upper East Side as a music teacher to kind of come in. My friend Joni Eads, who is an incredible Grammy award-winning wow. children's musician, she was teaching music classes, and I would cover for her during the summer. And then I worked at a place called Kaplan Nursery as their head music teacher. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting birthday parties and classes. Wow. And the word spread. Then I booked a show mm -hmm. with Lori Berkner, who's an mm -hmm. incredible children's artist, 
for those that don't know either of these people, please Spotify. Look them up. And listen to all of their songs. Lori's We Are the Dinosaurs Marching, Marching. We use that in our class. We do a dinosaur thing. Wow. Joni's amazing. She has such great music. But I auditioned for one of her shows. I was auditioning all the time. Mm -hmm. And I booked a show called Wanda's Monster, which I played the rock and roll granny. (laughs) I sang two of her songs at the beginning of the show. And it was this great, great show made from a book called Wanda's Monster with a company called Making Books Sing. We performed this show and it was like a huge success. This was an off-Broadway show. This was my first off-Broadway show. It was Children's Theater, which I was, I had already done a show called Little, I did Little Mermaid, but like the old version of it. (laughs) I did Velveteen Rabbit. And here I was now doing Wanda's Monster. Wow. And I was super busy on the weekends with that. So I needed to start hiring people. You know, I was talking to friends, like, do you know anybody that can, like— For Jam with Jamie. For Jam with Jamie. Got it. Because I started getting inquiries, and I wasn't able to cover cover everything. Right. Because I was doing these shows. Right. So that's when I started hiring people. And it was through friends. It was like, oh, like, my friend's, you know, my friend's friend is an incredible musician. She's auditioning all the time. Like, she can shadow you, and her name's Kelly Hoppenjans. She's my first— Musician. Wow. She came to me to my classes, with me to my classes. I trained her. I started sending her out. Then she was like at an audition with her props and guitar. And some guy named Jeff was like, hey, what is that? Wow. She's like, oh, I work with this girl, Jamie, and we do classes called Jam with Jamie. And then like all of a sudden it just spiraled and I started hiring all these people. So was Instagram really around then? Like how did you spread? It was just word of mouth. No, Facebook was. Oh, wow. Okay. So when we started expanding into other cities, which Mm -hmm. happened very organically, Mm -hmm. like someone would see, we did these YouTube videos that were with a company called Howcast, and we created children's hand plays, which I feel very passionate about, singing children's songs using your hands, and I did like 36 of them for a company called Howcast. And when you mean using your hands, were you having like puppets on them or literally your hands? No, like twink, uh, sorry, itsy bitsy spider, like twinkle, twinkle. So for those who can't watch it, she's literally using her hands. Row, 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 your boat. All the songs that use your hands, I did 36 videos of children's hand plays. And these went like viral for like YouTube times, millions of views to this day. From there, people saw these videos. I had a girl in Miami who watched the videos who reached out to me and was like, hey, like I'd love to talk with you. I want to do music classes, start my own thing in Miami. And I'm like, why don't you work for me? And then someone had a friend in LA and then Jeff moved to Chicago. And so I started in Chicago and just all of a sudden I was like expanding. Naturally. Naturally without like a total business plan. It was like, oh, like I can train them to do our parties. And then I post on Facebook that we're now in Chicago and I tell my friends in Chicago and LA and Miami that we're now here and then they start booking us. Not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Right. But once I had the performers, I was like, oh, I have the teachers, the the musicians. Mm -hmm. As long as I have good, talented people there, it's always started with really good talented, right. professional people. Right. Without that, there's nothing. How do you train someone, though, who lives in, you know, California and maybe you want to do a class there? So at first, it was all in person, like mm-hmm. New York people who I trained there. Yeah. I flew out to L.A. Wow. And I would train them there and I would send them the material. So it would be a written doc. They'd get the script of what we call the classic jam. Uh-huh. 
and um, they got the classic jam. They'd work on it. And then they'd got something called Pop and Puppets, which we don't do anymore. Okay. It's evolved into something else. And then I went out to LA. I'd fly to these places and meet them and see them. A lot of my performers stay with me for right. a long time. But, They're happy. Uh, yes. And they do a ton of other things. Right. But then some of them, like, you know, they would do two shows and, like, something would come up and then, it, you know, us artists are a little transient yep. and you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always been pretty reliable, but that's you how can't, I look, it's hard, grew, yeah. the, grew this business. But artists in general, unfortunately, have this bad rap of, like, you don't know what's going to happen. So luckily, Zoom came around, FaceTime. So maybe it was Skype. <laughs> I started video chatting wow. and training people that way. Yeah. Way before the pandemic when Zoom wow. was a thing. I used video chat to start training people because it just didn't make sense for me to go all the way to the location mm-hmm. when yeah. maybe it wasn't going to last. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized it was efficient. It was mm-hmm. a, a way more efficient use of my time mm-hmm. to be training people in this way. Now we have this like huge training platform. We have like, I have operations managers for everything. It's incredible. Wow. Delegation has been my key for success. I used to do everything and I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah, it's it's hard. You're a mom of three. Yes. Did you have kids when you were doing this whole process? No. Okay. Would no. you have been able to do it? No. Yeah. I love the honesty because I think that's something that, you know, I don't have kids right now and I don't know how I would be able to do it. No. You are in like the grassroots building right. and it's your baby. Right. Yeah. And it was my baby. So like I put everything I had into it and I like would wake up every day and like it was – it was that, and I was also still auditioning, mm-hmm. which allowed me to do both. I've always liked to do a right. lot of a lot. things. Yeah. So it's like social life has <laughs> always been like up there in the top three. Yeah. Family, social life, family, friends, probably why I didn't end up on Broadway. Wow. Is because I care about going to every wedding and every mm-hmm. bar mitzvah and every birthday party and every dinner and Every weekend away, like, I mean, that fills my soul. Wow. Like, so that was always important to me. And when you're on Broadway, like, you you really need to be able to, like, that is your focus. That's your life. That's your life. Yeah. Which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, like, that's not, that those weren't my priorities. So it was Mm -hmm. that, it was Jam with Jamie, and it was my acting career. So I had an agent, commercials, theater, voiceovers. A little hand modeling. Real, let me see those hands. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much. I do have a yeah. question here. Okay. I'm a speech therapist. People don't realize I work with children. I work with adults. Your voice. How do you protect your voice? You're now a mom. You work. You sing. You're still doing everything. How do you do that? Well, that's a great question because if you hear my voice right now, it's I'm raspy. Listening. Yep. And Which- it's been a problem of mine for like 15 years. Okay. So I've been in and out of voice and another reason why I liked hiring people or needed to hire people was because my stamina. Mm-hmm. That's another reason I don't think I could have handled Broadway right. because I have an autoimmune disorder. I have three, actually. Oh, welcome tr- to the wonderful club. Wonderful trifecta yep. of Hashimoto's, what was rheumatoid arthritis, and is now UCTD. It's like an undifferentiated connective tissue disorder. Paniculitis. Oh, that's my new one. Oh. Yeah. That's like random bruising that happens on my body. Two weeks ago, I lost my voice. And I think I got a virus from the kids. And I lost my voice completely. I've been on steroids. I'm like tapering now. But this is a hard thing, unfortunately, that I have to deal with. Mm -hmm. So this is your voice? Right now. Yeah. This is actually not. This is better than it was. It's a sad thing for me. Because as a singer, performer, not always having 
a full voice and not yeah. being able to hit notes I used to hit is it's depressing. Mm-hmm. And it's been something that I've struggled with for a long time. Have you seen a speech therapist or a voice therapist? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's this wonderful uh, speech therapist, Christy Block. Yeah, in New York. Yes, who I worked she's with. She's the voice lab. She's fabulous. She's I, incredible. I used to refer patients to her when I lived okay, in the city. Christy's my girl. Yeah. Celeste Simone was my voice teacher. She's amazing too. When I realized it was my autoimmune disorders that kept causing my vocal issues, yeah. it just became less about the therapy. Although I know what mm-hmm. to do. I know that... I'm not supposed to have my glottal frying and just, you know, like, and I, I know all the things of talking up and, yeah. you know, like, I know. The ums and the humming. Oh, my, yeah. I'm like. Oh, Your kids money, probably money, love money, it. money, 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 <laughs> money. I mean, like, Sean, my husband, like, he just, that's like a throwback. The yep. money, 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 money. I, I love that stuff. <laughs> you, know? you are, like, speaking to my soul right now. Yeah, and I love, I love it, that. too. It will, it does make me feel better. And if yeah. I'm, I'm performing on Sunday, like, you know, fingers Keep your crossed. Voice. Yep. I'm singing with six people, so I'm. You can hide it a little. I bit. can, yeah, and I can sing. You know, I can push when I need to. But yeah, that's been a challenge for me. My voice has been a challenge. So, okay, obviously, you know, your voice is your love. It's your communication. How do you really find that music helps children communicate? You know, why music? What is obviously from a speech therapist point of view, we do music in our classes. I think that if children are at least in the early stages, they can't talk. Music is communication between music the parent, between the caretaker. What's your opinion on that? Everything. Mm-hmm. It's it is a conversation. It is a language. Yeah. Music is a way of for babies to elderly to communicate. We have a family member who has dementia, and we visited her in Australia and she remembered all of the songs. Wow. And like so little else, mm-hmm. but the music stuck with her. And, it's a form of therapy. And, and Alzheimer's. Yeah. I mean, she was able to communicate with, we. it was like nothing until we turned on Jewish music and we started dancing wow. and she was just lit up. Wow. And the way that that experience is just a prime example of what how music stays with us People ask me, you know, when can I start music classes? And I'm like, as soon as you are ready to get out of the house, because it's not just an experience for the kids, Mm -hmm. but it's an experience for you socially to, you know, get together with a group of friends, which I know you know from your classes, that people, the new moms, especially like it's a great way for them to get together and have this experience together through music. And the babies are just like sponges. They absorb it. And I I mean, look, I've been to your classes. I think they're fabulous. And even just the way that, you know, your instructors, your teachers are so involved in it. It's the high pitch, the low pitch. They're using instruments. You know, kids, babies can't talk. So this is their communication. And I always tell parents, you know, use a high pitch voice when you're talking with your baby, but just talk to them. You're doing that for them, which I, I love. I think music is everything. Like, yes, we have an age range. Babies to eight years old is our typical sweet yeah. spot. Parents tell me all the time how much they love, you know, coming to the parties Going, and the yeah. classes and, you know, that that we're involving them in the experience and that the music isn't just wheels on the bus the whole time. I mean, we're catering to the whole crowd and we're bringing community together and it's really just a beautiful thing. So how do you choose your lineup of songs? You know, I'm old school. I love the Bee Gees. I love Frank Sinatra. But, you know, you really, like you said, you don't just do baby songs. How do you choose them? Is that just something you run through a list and you're like, this would be great? Well, we have the core set list of Mm -hmm. like all the songs that I did in all of the 
children's hand plays. Yep. All of those classic children's songs mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to drill those and repetition is super important. So we make sure that, I mean, I used to be scared of repetition. I was like, oh no, they're going to get bored. Yeah. And like, no. but that's so important. That's what the kids are holding on to. Mm -hmm. They want to know. So we string along like each of our set lists. We have themes. We have, it depends on the group. We mm -hmm. do, we also, I know you realized you started doing letter of the day, yep. which is something we like Love a few that. years ago did a whole curriculum based off of letters. Yep. So we have, we have multiple curriculums, but we have our core set list and also based off of themes. So every single week that they go in, it depends on the teachers and what they're doing because we give our teachers liberty to like add in their own flair right, while staying within our structure. But we like to group it around what what the movement is, what the prop is. And then there's like tons of songs that can go with that prop. So mm -hmm. if they don't want to do it based on theme, we have a curriculum for themes. We have one for letter of the day. We even have special songs that go with that whole curriculum. Um, but many will gravitate towards, okay, we're starting off with hello. We're then going to do a little movement. We're then going to move into an instrument. We're then going to bring in a movement prop like parachutes, scarves, and then there's songs. And then we're, we'll end with like bubbles and yep. then dancing. Sometimes there's story incorporated. And then there's like 40 songs under each and they can kind of rotate and we guide them mm -hmm. with this curriculum. Right. But what I love about the open-ended curriculum is that allows for creativity from our performers. So from each of our artists, yes, you're getting the same great product, but you're also getting that performer and what they bring to the mm -hmm. table. Everyone's different, yeah. And so if they are amazing with puppets, yep. then I say like, show me your puppet thing. Yeah. Let's, you're, you do, Add in a puppet section every time. Yep. Or let's work. I mean, I, we love puppets. Me and Aaliyah, my best friend and also operations manager for classes and events, she is, we are both huge advocates of puppets. So whenever Me we too. can include puppets, yep. we do. I mean, when Zoe, my daughter, when she sees a puppet, and I know my boys were the same way, it's like, it's like a person. Yeah. It's, They're communicating with yes, them. Yes, and they can really talk to the kids. Right, like, yeah. It's incredible. So I try and involve puppets when so, I So- this is something that I'm just curious. How do you suggest parents really bring music into their home? Just play it on their phone? Mm -hmm. Do you think they should sing with it? You know, when should they start this? And, you know, how do you suggest it? Should they get a puppet and have them a puppet sing? Or do you really just think, like, you know, sing wheels on the bus? I think having a puppet of choice in your house is a great idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, picking your favorite character and even – and it's a way to talk to your kids. Yeah. So if they're not listening and you get out that puppet – and you say, you know, Coco the owl is so excited for dinner time and we're going to be sitting at the table. Do you want to join us? What are you eating, Coco? That's separate from the music. But like I would start with that because then you can bring music into that. Mm -hmm. I have music playing all the time. I have instruments everywhere too. Tell us about that. So, you know, parents probably get annoyed by you're very energetic and I think you probably are so open to all these things, but what about parents who really don't want that loud noise? Well, even if it's classical, even if it's underlying, mm -hmm. I feel like it's a creates a calming environment for everybody. It doesn't have to be Coco Melon. Right. Um, God bless Coco Melon. <laughs> we all love Coco yeah. Melon. It doesn't have to be that the right. whole time. Right. It can be the music that you like to listen to. Yeah. I just think having that music as a background if you know, is enjoyable mm -hmm. and it settles the house. 
Right. It doesn't have to be like loud music or no, you know, it's energetic. Con- right. You can just choose something that's Classical more relaxing. Classical or Jack Johnson or John May. I mean, I have yeah. – we have just like chill music playing all the time. Yeah. I mean, not all the time. But <laughs> whenever I used to drive to school with my dad, he always played Andrea Bocelli, who, mm. you know, classical opera singer. I love him. I just saw him in concert on Valentine's Day. So he always played that. I used to study in the car. I then adapted that to college, and I started studying. And I only could study if Andrea Bocelli, very lightly in the background, was playing. For me, music was, and this is an honest story, still is. Like, if I need to focus, no TV, I can't talk, I need music. And I don't know if that was just something that my dad kind of started and, you know, and didn't even realize he started. But to me, music is my focus. You know, it still is. I could drive here. I can't even focus unless I am listening to something. Absolutely. Um, so some people like podcasts. Obviously, I love podcasts. But for me, music is just like my healing energy. You know, do you find that it really calms down your kids, you, when you're stressed out? Yes. I mean, to the point of contention with my kids because they're screaming for yeah. certain types of music. Yeah. Then it becomes a battle. Yeah. As it does at home, like with yeah. certain things when your kids really, really want something. Yeah. And you really don't want to play number blocks again. So, I mean, I think just having, like, I just got a record player, and wow. I think like different, old school. different types of music, I think, are fun for the kids. Mm-hmm. And your music, like, music that you like. Yeah. You know, having music that they like also is nice, right. but music that you enjoy invites them into that experience so that one day when they're studying, they're also going to have that feeling. They're going to be listening to Andrea Pacelli. Exactly. Yep. But, yep. like, you're instilling that in them, and it just, I yep. just think it creates this sense of calm and I think that it helps their attention as well to whatever it is that? that you're focusing on. I feel like it's it just it soothes the body. Yeah. So whatever it is that you're asking them to do, whether it's homework or sit down to eat dinner, it's not this visual stimulation. TV's great. Like we do 30 minutes a day yeah. in my house during the week. Love that. On the weekends, everything's out the window. And Free for all. it's Nintendo <laughs> Switch and Usually probably ends up being like an hour or an hour and a half and Sean's watching soccer, basketball, whatever. And like we just realize that our kids' behavior changes when it's on all the time. So we try not to do that for our own sanity. But during the week, like having the music on, being outside. I love living in Miami just because we can – we have this great sound system. It can go outside. We can go in the pool. We can play outside. We can have the music going. It's and, auditory. It's not visual. But it, co- it just calms everything down. Yeah. And yeah. it and allows them to focus step by step. So we have visual charts for like what's coming through our, our day when mm-hmm. they come home. It's homework. And then, you know, it's you get your 30 minutes and then it's this and then it's that. And then again, I'm like, I'm I'm a human. So it's not always happening yeah. perfectly. No one's perfect. Yeah. But when it is, it works really well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you think any of your kids will want to continue with this musical background like you had? I just think they have it in yeah. them. Yeah. It's natural. Like, I think genetically, yeah. Zoe definitely has something going on. Yeah. I mean, she's just always dancing. And Zach's already in the choir at, at school. Oh, and wow. he's got just this beautiful passion when he sings. I was just watching him at his the first grade Shabbat, and he – the whole class was leading, but he just like everything that he was singing just like came from his that. gut. Mm-hmm. And I just like like was crying watching him because he was so centered. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like a kid who can be a little scattered and need focus and need something to focus him. And the music when he's playing basketball, soccer, and like moving his body mm-hmm. and singing, it's just about him and the music. Yeah. 
It's using your senses, which I think yeah. people underestimate. People think music is just like, oh, let's put on a song and dance and sing. But it really, it's calming. It changes someone, really. I fully believe and that. And for kids who are all over the place, like, yeah. I highly encourage trying chorus or something like that to see if it helps them focus that energy. Mm-hmm. For for Zach, um, it's been, like, a game changer. Wow. So now you are writing, you're producing your own web series. Tell us about this process. So I've been working and writing and shows for a long time. I started with a couple of TV shows that did not make it. One of them was called Kid Friendly, which was about a band who wanted to be rock stars and they ended up doing children's music. It's online still. Cute. Um, kid-friendly show. And I actually think I forgot to pay for the website and then it went away. <laughs> so it might not be online anymore. <laughs> it's somewhere on YouTube or somewhere. <laughs> Email me. I'll send it to you. It's a really good web series. We got a ton of awards for it. It wow. was amazing. As I was – as I moved to New York and was doing these classes – and auditioning, I became very aware that you need to create your own stuff to make things happen. Mm -hmm. So I started writing with friends. I started filming. That's when Kid Friendly was born. With the same group, I created a show called Sitting Shiva. We have a pilot. It's a comedy about loss. And And you're teaching kids about that. I think it's important. You know, it's not just, you know, a video that you like to do. Kids are learning from all these things. Yeah, well, these weren't for kids, though. (laughs) Oh, they were for... These were for adults. (laughs) Okay, you were teaching adults Kid about friendly these things. Kid-friendly and Sitting Shiva were adult comedies. Wow. And then Bubbles Brigade, which I'm working on now, they had me write a song for them called The Flubble Bubble. Because it was a book first. It was a book okay. first. They wanted a song. So they posted on Facebook, like, we're looking for someone to write a song. Someone tagged me. This was 2019. I wrote the song for them. Then the pandemic hit. Then we were like, okay, we wanted to do a music video. We decided let's move away from the music video for now. Why don't we try and develop this into a TV show? Because that was like my background. I had been networking these shows around. I have this children's business. I like it just seemed like the right fit to Mm -hmm. try and segue it into a children's show. So for the past three years, we have been developing it into a children's show. And we're now doing live shows like four episodes out. We have a whole social media presence. Wow. We are constantly evolving what the Bubbles Brigade is, but we have a full developed show mm. and we're pitching it. Got it. And then your Instagram obviously yes. has, because that's where I learned about it. You guys yes. post a lot of videos on it. Yes. Um, where can our listeners, if they, again, maybe live under a rock and don't know who Jam with Jamie is, where can they find you? At Jam with Jamie is where we post the most. At mm-hmm. Jamie Kolnick is where you can see pictures of my children. Um, and my personal life. I actually just erased Instagram yesterday because I couldn't handle it. Um, I just did too. Um, I got rid I of my personal it. one. I erased – well, I have it. I oh. just erased the app. So you're not like sitting on it all day. I just – I'm also doing a cleanse right now with the gut center, which plug, they're amazing. And because of all my um, autoimmune disorders, they've j- – In like, New York? Mara File, who started it, changed my life. Okay. And um, Katie Curie, who's working with her, they're both friends of mine, on this cleanse – I'm doing it right now, so I'm a little hungry. Um, I might eat the mic. Um, (laughs) She's about to eat the planet sitting in front of us. It's very healthy. 
love Instagram. You can find us there. It's not Luckily, gone. She just deleted the app. On I just her deleted phone. the app, and I I don't run my social for Jam with Jamie. Okay. I do a lot, like my do my reels. I like plan everything out with them. But I'm so grateful that I now have people that are on there mm-hmm. and doing the daily stuff. And Delegating. I'm, delegate. I mean, delegation has been key for yeah. I'm trying my to learn sanity. That. Yeah. Without it, I'm I can't focus on what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had to like literally list out what I want to do and what I'm good at and then delegate what I think other people that, you know, that should be their responsibilities. So would that be your tip for, you know, just our little Tata community listening? Um, You know, mom of three has this big business nationwide. Would that be just something that you really suggest people try to do? Especially for entrepreneurs or women in business, I think, yes. Yeah. But I think it can, anybody can relate to delegation if you have the means to delegate the things that dragging you down. Yeah. It's hard to delegate the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to delegate that. But that's where, you know, your partner comes in. Yeah. Like plug for Eve Rodsky's Fair Play. Um, you know, we all need to work together to make this work. Mm-hmm. So delegation for me has been a big part of my sanity in my house, in my business. That's that's definitely mm-hmm. been a way that I've been able to thrive as a mother of three because I'm able to, I'm, I feel very lucky. I have a nanny who is incredible with the house and helps me with the house. I mean, it's a full-time job. Yeah. Like yeah. being, I mean, I, I still am very active with everything. Yeah. But having um, my wonderful nanny, Nadia, is a second pair of hands to help with dinner and breakfast and like, Cleaning. you know, taking Zoe to t- talking with Tata <laughs> classes. And I also come too, and they're amazing. And we're so grateful for that. And and then also like splitting responsibilities with my husband. And he takes the kids to school. I pick them up from school and he comes home to help with homework. and. Mm-hmm. We split up where we can. So right. at home and at work and delegating operations Delegate. for classes and parties. And I'm really on – we're actually – oh, I have a new plug. Tell us. I hope this takes off. So Tell I'm going to say it. Go. Little Jam Fest. What is it? It is a music festival that we're going to be – that we're working on right now. When is it? We're hoping that it happens this year. Fall. Great. Hopefully okay. in November. I will be there. And like a I, little concert? we're looking for concerts with uh, me and to be announced – um, with Jam and Jamie to be announced and all, a ton of activations Love that. and a great location in Miami. And that is has become my current focus. Little Jam Fest. Little Jam Fest. We are plugging It's the first now. time I've said it out loud. Yay. Put it out there. So, you know, you got to manifest these manifest things. Manifest it. But this is this is. But it allows doable. me to do that. Yeah. Like I can focus on that because I have, you know, people delegated into the other parts of the business. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get your voice perfect for that. Let's see. We'll see. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Look, I could talk to you forever. I think your personality, your business, you're honest with people. And everyone, go find um, Jam with Jamie online. And we will plug everything in our bio today. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to visit Talking with Tata on Instagram and on Facebook.